silver boot is back in here. Yeah, it's official. Take down the boot again. The golden jug, the nickel hammer, the spittoon, wooden bucket, or some type of hoe, the garden arrangement, garden arrangement, the rickety plow, rickety plow, rickety plow, 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 rickety, rickety plow, plow. We play for silver boot. If I'm not mistaken, the silver boot originally was made of crystal. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Which was dumb. The silver boot. It should be silver, right? We play for well, silver the silver boot, boot resides here. Joining us now, Dave Raymond from Valley Sports Southwest, the voice of the Texas Rangers on the television. And formerly. And former Houston Astro announcer, radio announcer, here in the city of Houston until he got Milo'd. And then, <laughs> and now he and C.J. Nitkowski are the uh, the play-by-play voices of their television broadcast. And I cannot believe Dave Raymond with us once again here. Dave, I you are too much tongue-in-cheek. You played that so straight the other day of how unimpressed you were by Jose Altuve that the number of people on Twitter that are so stupid really amazed me. It really, really amazed me. But you played, you could not have played that straight or maybe... You you were too convincing. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's the uh, uh, the gag, right? Uh, what was Tim McCarver's line like a hundred years ago when he was he was asked about Bob Gibson and he said like Bob Gibson I think was the luckiest pitcher in the game because <laughs> yeah. he only pitched when the other team didn't score. Yeah, it's like. Oh, yeah, that's genius. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it's basically the same concept. But at that point in the game, the other night, I mean, we were, who knows what the score was. It's not <laughs> like it happened right after his third home run in three innings. Uh, you know, we're, we're, at this point, we're probably a couple innings past that. And I mean, the score was probably even worse. It was probably 10 to 1 or whatever. And we're just trying to fill some space and, and get through it, have a little fun. Because uh, it was an otherwise miserable night stacked upon a couple weeks of miserable nights. So, anyway, yeah, just, just goofing. For those who missed it, Dave uh, and CJ were talking about Jose Altuve. This is after he'd had three home runs in three consecutive uh, three consecutive innings. A home run every inning for he the first three. He had three innings. home runs before the Rangers had their seven, eight, and nine hitters up. Yes, that's accurate. And then he also was working off of having his, obviously, the home run the game before. So it, in his last at-bat, so he'd had four consecutive home runs. Uh, was just, you know, it's just been killing a ball. And you guys made a joke about, I mean, look, if they're going out of the park, yeah. But if, you know, I don't know if these would be hits if it stayed inside the fence. Like, it's easy to have a hit if it goes over the fence. But, and Astros fans, for if you didn't miss it, they, they missed the comedy. I love the, the comedy was great. Uh, it was because you were into the bit. Like, yes, obviously, if they were in, yeah. I can't believe you had, I had to explain the comedy to people. Well, it was delivered poorly. No, you didn't get the joke. And so you're mad. And so you're going to the, the delivery was deadpan. It was supposed to be. It was great now, delivery. Now, from, you know, forget about the comedy for a second. Um, this is, this is a strange situation for Rangers fans because, 
There was all this hope, all this excitement. You had DeGrom, you had Scherzer. Then we know what happened with DeGrom. Scherzer had been hurt, but you're still, you know, hanging in and, and players are playing great, throw, you know, pitchers and hitters. And now is the fade. Now's coming the fade right now. And this has got to be a really, really challenging time to get swept by the Astros because now it feels like it's lifeboat situation where it's sink or swim. It is, um, it's amazing because the, you know, the euphoria of the beginning of the year, the first, whatever, 120, 130 games was so great. And I mean, we, we, we knew that the team would be better. I think people were prepared for that, even though the projections still had us at roughly a 500 team this year. I mean, man, they were, they were exceeding that. They're 20 some odd games over 500 and, it just seemed like it was an easy game. And then all of a sudden, uh, the, the, somebody just turned the spigot off. And, I mean, just flat turned it up. They've lost, uh, whatever it is, 15 of their last 19 games now. And, and the thing about it is, the thing about these like 15 of 19 is they're hopeless. I mean, they, they, like the majority of the games, uh, they haven't been like this last Astros series. That was cruel and unusual. Um, but you just, you just had the sense every night that the bullpen was going to struggle and have trouble holding a lead if you were able to get it. And so many times they would come back and, and fight back to tie it or get a lead, and then it would just disappear. But, yeah, it, this, is, this has been um, a, a stunning collapse. And yet, at the same time, you know, they, they signed so many of these pitchers who had histories of injury. And I think, it, and they oversigned, right? I mean, I think they went out and they got more than what appeared to be necessary for most teams. And the reason is, I think, because they had to know that some of this was coming. Nathan Avaldi's missed six or seven weeks, just came back. Um, but really, the starting rotation hasn't been the issue. It's been the bullpen, which really wasn't addressed. Uh, and uh, at least during the offseason, they, they've made a couple moves around the trade deadline, but just not enough. It's just not enough. They don't have enough in the tank in the bullpen, and um, it is it is a massive collapse right now. And the only question is, is, as bad as it has been, is can they just stop it? Can they just play even 500 ball from here and give themselves a shot at a wild card? But that's uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll, we'll I guess try again on Friday. But it's it's been rough. This was for most of the season. This was the, one of the best hitting teams and pitching teams in all of baseball. And, you know, I know the bullpen has been – is there anything – I mean, but the bats aren't the same either. Is there anything you can pinpoint? Well, yeah. In fact, the the pitching, you know, has certainly taken the, the, the spotlight. But the collapse that we've seen coincides almost directly to Josh Young being hurt when he, he took a line drive off his glove hand and he actually completed the double play. Um, but – you know, he bobbled it and then, you know, picks it up, starts a double play and, and we're done with the inning. We're like, ooh, that was, you know, that was lucky. But it turns out, no, it was quite unlucky. He broke his thumb on, on the line drive and, and went out. And I think we won two or three games, maybe right in the, the immediate aftermath, but then all of a sudden it just, it collapsed. It cratered the offense. I mean, there's been some guys like Corey Seeger who, who is just tremendous at what he does, but, the rest of the offense has just suffered mightily since then. And I think, I think the offensive collapse just, I don't know, it, it seems, 
uh, in a way more impactful to me, uh, just because they used to they used to cover up a lot of the pitching problems with that great offense. And right now they they can't do it. They they don't seem to be able to put together long innings, the big innings anymore. Uh, they just have more holes in the lineup, and I think you know, force other guys into feeling like they, they might have to do a little more than they normally would, but it's, it's created a, a, a huge issue. But that, that injury, that injury to Josh Young, I think is probably as impactful, if not more so, than, than any of them. They, they covered up Jacob DeGrom for the best part. I mean, Jacob goes down. Yeah. That's a tough guy to lose. But they didn't really skip a beat. And, but when Josh Young went down, that's when things really seemed to change. In your years of, of covering Major League Baseball, have you ever seen a three-game series like this where one team – was that good offensively? Fifty hits and sixteen home runs in three games. Uh, n- no, I got news for you. Um, not only have I not seen anything like that, <laughs> but n- no one has ever seen anything like that. Right? That's right. what the numbers tell us. Well, it was better than uh, twelve runs and more than five or more home runs per game in a three-game series. It's never ever happened. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It was a beating. So I grew up in Nebraska, and as a result, it was my birthright and obligation to be a huge Husker fan, which has since been nothing but torture. But um, as a child, growing up, watching the Huskers, that's what they did to football teams week in, week out. Basically the equivalent of what the Astros did this last weekend to the Rangers. And it was fun, man. It was a blast. Every week was a party because you just pounded lumps on somebody. But, um, uh, no, I've never seen anything like that. Um, and it, I, I don't, I don't want to say it felt inevitable, but, but in, in the early stages of the game, when, when, you know, a home run or two would go out, you're like, Oh, here we, here we go again. The first game Monday felt like it might be interesting as they went back and forth a little bit through the, the first five innings. But I guess it was the seventh inning when they went, when, uh, Houston put up the five runs or whatever it was, six runs. I, I can't remember. Um, that just cracked that thing wide open. And from that point on, it was over. I mean, it was just curtains. How much worse is it up there because it was the Astros? Well, probably a lot worse. Um, you know, there it's uh, the Rangers feel great about being more competitive this year. And I think that there is, I, I, I mean, I'd be surprised if anybody would deny this, but maybe they would just out of uh, some sort of professional courtesy or something. But come on, we all, we all know what's going on, right? It's the in-state rival, mm-hmm. and when when this started with interleague play years ago, I I remember thinking, well, who cares? <laughs> it just doesn't really matter. Um, this isn't really a rival. You're trying to tell us it's a rival, and then of course the switch into the American League for Houston now in the same division and whatnot. This is legit. I mean, there's something to the territory and. And the proximity to one another, these teams want to be the, you know, they they want to be the big dog in in, in the fight. So um, I think I think it's just harder to stomach for certainly for fans, and you know the players love to deny everything. Right, no player ever reads anything. They don't hear anything. Every day is the same. They don't, and I, I I find that hard to believe. I just I can't believe that that would be true. So I I, I really have to believe that. For at least a number of guys, it has to sting that much worse. There's no doubt. I mean, it's it's been a long run. Every every time I think maybe, well, geez, they 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 lost Verlander, they lost Springer. You know, the changes are afoot. The 
they no more Guriel. You just I don't know. Houston just finds a way. They just keep reloading, and um, it seems like this run will go on forever. And and may, this may just be the the purgatory that that uh, the rest of us are going to have to live in. I don't know. It, it, I, I can't. I can't quite figure out why it never slows down for that team. We can't. I mean, honestly, we can't, we can't either. either. And it's it's it defies logic to some extent. But some of it has to do with the new guys like Chaz McCormick and Yiner Diaz stepping up. And but that's why your minor leagues have to be. You have to draft well. You have to grow your own talent because as teams who are trying to buy, you mentioned buying Degrom and buying and trading for, um, you know, trading for Scherzer. When you start getting your hands on either older players or injured players, and you start trying to overpay or, or trying to generate that, I mean, it can work, but it doesn't work as much as people would like to believe. And and that's why the grow your own method is the is easily the best way to sustain long term success easily because. I mean, club control lasts for for a while. Yeah, yeah, and the success that the Astros have had in the Dominican Republic, uh, trading for guys like Jordan Alvarez, and I don't know how much of an eye they had on Jordan before he signed with the Dodgers, but um, the success they had in those markets has just been amazing. And and frankly, the creativity that they that they use there, you know, guys like Framber Valdez who they didn't sign until he was 21 years old. Anyone who has followed baseball knows if once you're 16 years old in the Dominican, you're done. Mm-hmm. Your clock, has, your time has expired. You either get signed by a major league team or you're, you, they pass on you. You don't get signed at 17, 18 years old. And for the life of me, I don't, I don't know why that has always been the case, but I can say this much. Uh, and Somber's not the only one, right? They've gone out, they, they've done this over and over again where they have found guys who have been 19, 20 years old, who they sign out of the Dominican, become superstars. And uh, so whatever it is, they've, they've, uh, you know, Oza Campo, I think, has to get a lot of credit for that. I know he's no longer with the organization, but he was instrumental in pretty much all of those signings. I don't know what Oz knew, but he knew something. And um, there's no question, you're right, the player development side, was was genius. I remember. I you know. Listen, I was there when they when they decided to take the nosedive voluntarily and very willingly. Uh, decided to hell with it. We're going to clear the books. Um, we're going to load the system as much as possible we'll, with draft picks and with trades, and then we'll build. We'll just build from there. They they proclaimed it. They foreshadowed it. And my goodness, they executed it. And, you know, they, they, they continue to reap the rewards of that. So, I, you know, bully on them. They, they did a pretty good job with that. Dave Raymond, great of you to do this after, after that, those last three games that you had to uh, call. I know it couldn't have been easy. We appreciate sure. you. And keep up the, uh, the, the fun work that you're doing. You, it, it was amazing how many people fell for for that your explanation or your he wasn't trying to trick people it's just satire and, satire and, right it's just and and sarcasm yeah well if you keep it in the yeah. ball those if you keep it in the park those things aren't hit yeah they're not hit I mean, it, you got to give the, the that fielders a chance really. yeah. to field them right yeah, so, show some guts good good stuff dave we appreciate it man uh best of luck the rest of the way we hope you're in the postseason we hope that uh that you guys get there screw toronto nobody wants to, who wants toronto in there Go nah, back. no. It'll be more fun, right? If we can, if we can get the neighbors in and really, yeah. 
really ramp this thing up a little bit. That would be a hoot, man. Who knows? It's, it's still possible. They, they, they've got time to figure it out, but um, we, we know we know one team will be there. So, <laughs> well, good luck with that the rest of the way. Thanks, folks. Appreciate Thanks, a, a little bit of a sense of humor. That's it. Dave Raymond with us here this morning on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. Good stuff.